0: Mm-hmm. Welcome to Movie of the Year, the only podcast that has the science and the screaming to absolutely determine what the best movie of any given year is. We are focusing on the year 2001, and I am your host, Books. Some of you might be wondering who I am, what I've done with Mike, Ryan, and Greg. And the truth of the matter is, I have taken over their show, and that is all you really need to know. Like every good spy knows, if I told you more, I'd probably have to kill you. And while my codename may be books, I'm very qualified to help figure out what the best movie of 2001 is, which is why I have given myself absolute permission to take over this show. Accompanying me to help with some of the science and most of the screaming, we have super spy Caitlin. How are you? uh,
1: Yes, I am uh, here and I'm ready to sneak around any corner and scare you, but not bad. It's a good scare. It's like a nice like restarting my heart and I feel like I'm ready to conquer the world now kind of vibe, right? Do you like better than a cup of coffee? Yes. Actually, that's what they, that's what's going to be on my tombstone and that's actually what is uh, tattooed on my wrist. Can you uh, be can you- code name, code name Folgers? Full time? <laughs> Can we, <laughs> can we please. Code name folgers. Uh, i just think of folgers and i just think of that
2: one incest, the incest commercial yeah the incest yeah. commercial yeah and, and, I, and that's I what i would like to associate with you
0: oh man you're no, I you mean... remind us of incest and you're the best part of waking up oh wow <laughs> gee thanks all right you might have heard another voice out there that is not a uh, super spy caitlin just doing an awesome job of being talented Being and incestual. talking two voices, <laughs> uh, we are also joined by secret agent
2: Cassie. Hey, what's up? I am here to bring you wanted the science of the chaos. No, you wanted the science of the screaming. I I'm wanted here the for the science chaos, and screaming. Oh, dang. hey You got to prep me
0: with what gadgets and gear you're bringing to our spy adventures, Fucking,
2: d- dude. I'm bringing the whole arsenal. Okay, I'm bringing. I actually want to bring the chaos and the cool. So, can I go by code name like Kickflip or like Christair Codename- or like? <laughs>
0: <laughs> i feel like it's a bit cheating that you got to pick both your code name let me pick let me take everybody's Googles. code name real quick uh let because me- you went with awesome for yours and you no. went for incestuous yeah
2: <laughs> we let her set sa- she said she wakes up and jump starts everybody's heart okay i didn't just pull that out of nowhere i wasn't just like hey caitlin incest okay she laid the groundwork i
1: Oh, incest? <laughs> I didn't grab a cousin and like <laughs> throw that out. No. <laughs> you came over here and gave that to me,
2: Agent Kickflip. I gave you Folgers, and then you made the connection all on your own, okay?
0: Oh, uh, that is true. You know what? We have a little bit of time to work out our code names and figure out maybe what we're going to finalize them with. Mine is definitely books. That's non-negotiable. Um, that won't change, but maybe yours will. I'm considering Kickflip. I'm not too sure, Cassie. Uh, that's okay, but did stick. you put
2: enough consideration into Chrystair? Christ, okay, okay. Christair
1: is much better. Agent <laughs> it's, cool.
2: cool. it's pretty rad, right? Agent <laughs> <It's laughs> Christair and Folgers it is. It's done. I'm sorry. Stop. Thank you both for joining Stop. me. <laughs> I've already won this game. I know we're here to win like your best friend title. I don't care about it. I, I already won with this code name. You could think that, but the truth is you really are here to determine what the best movie is for 2001
0: and to compete to be my best friend. And that is entirely up to me. Um, And I was going to Give you some points just for coming up with uh, code names, but you've lost them already preemptively by being so no. cocky. We are a no. spy team. We need to work together. So try That's to work right. on that for this. Right. But okay. I'm still going to be glad that you joined. You're here and agreed also to take over the show. And today we are going to be discussing the very important, maybe even, I don't dare I say, the most important film of 2001. And that is Spy Kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. What are your thoughts on Spy Kids? I need to know.
1: Well, Spy Kids, when I first watched it, it definitely, I would say, inspired a generation. um, And it was my generation of children um, (laughs) to let us know that we can do anything. These movies are super cool. Like, yeah, there's James Bond out there, but Adults don't have to be the only kid, the only spies. Mm-mm, there can be no. these kid spies. We could be spies. There's a spy inside of all of us that can take down people and save our parents. So, um, I fucking loved these movies back in the day and I watched it way too many times. So going back and rewatching this again was just a delight.
2: It was the rewatch was a whole new experience because as a kid you just focus in on the cool parts. I I was amazed by how little of the story I knew. Uh Like I didn't know I couldn't tell you the plot of Spy Kids at all at any point. I could tell you about all their cool gadgets and that there was like a creepy dude. Like that is what I knew about Spy Kids. And then watching it for the plot whole different game. Wow it
1: was incredible rewatching it. I actually went
0: through and asked Two family members and then like three other friends. So we're around the same age we were when Spy Kids, the first movie, came out. And um asked them what they remembered from the movie and their immediate answer was thumb
2: thumbs. And that was it. Yes. So, <laughs> just thumb thumbs. The thumb thumbs are ingrained in my mind yes. forever. If anything ever looks like a thumb thumb, the only thing that comes out of everybody's mouth is just like, hey. Thumb Thumb. You know the thumb people? The
1: thumb people from the Spy Kids? Thumb guys? Everyone knows them. <laughs> and you know what? I forgot completely, blacked out completely, that they put the thumb thumbs in, like, full ninja gear. And they had, like... <laughs> they even had, like, a little eye slit so they could see. Even though these are fucking thumbs that <laughs> have, have no eyes. They don't have eyes. I they love it. They don't have eyes. They are just like five thumbs put together i had That's to what,
0: think like i don't think i remembered too much about the thumb thumbs but rewatching them basically headbutt through windows with their giant thumb heads <laughs> was an yeah. absolute pleasure
2: i just it made me realize i think i think i was a dumb kid um, and it's because of the thumb thumbs and the spy gear. Cause I definitely didn't put together that they were thumb thumbs. I don't think as a kid. Like I was just like, hey, look at those spies. Even though they're clearly <laughs> I was just like, wow, this that's some beefy spy men. They're basically <laughs> in a mitten. They're <laughs> like and it's five fingers. It's a fucking
1: mitten that they're in. They're ninja gear. But they and like even have like, like knuckle lines and they,
0: like yes. they are full yeah. on thumbs and you were fooled yeah. enough into the as a nine year old, Cassie, they, you genuinely were- thought
2: I thought they were just beefy spiderman okay? They were completely covered. How was I to know? They weren't in their signature red. It's like Clark Kent. Once you put a thing a little bit different, it's a completely different person to me. Mm, very true. I like
1: the that. Cl- that does make references. sense.
2: Thank you. I'm just trying to make it seem like I'm not a fucking idiot. I'm trying to establish <laughs> myself here.
1: But rewatching it... I personally really liked it for what it was for an adult, because as a kid, of course, you you love it because of all the spy gear. But as an adult, I feel like there was so much that they put in there that was like subtle hints like to spy movies. That was almost like a parody to a spy movie for the adults. Mm-hmm. And I do love what they did with it. And I feel like it even translated for adults. So that was really fun.
0: I think the- what lives up to this film is I actually like the the director um, actually says that it was made to be a movie that feels like a little kid wrote it and directed it and shot it. And that's what makes it work. Because if Mm -hmm. we got like all of this kid stuff from the perspective of an adult, it would come off like unbearingly cheesy. But the fact that it comes through the eyes of a kid, would you watch it? You kind of adapt that kid mindset automatically. Mm -hmm. And it just makes it so enjoyable even as an adult.
2: I think that was the most surprising part to me because I remember my parents didn't hate this one and like I thought going back to it I was like is it going to ruin it for me and Mm -hmm. that was the part that like they just it was so I think so over the top there were so many things about it that made it where it was just like hey this is still a stand-up movie like it wasn't it knew what it was and it nailed it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. It was very good. I did love Antonio Banderas having his tiny mustache, and that was his like <laughs> disguise. Was the, the just the that tiniest the tiny. mustache mm-hmm. that he had to tape on every Again? single time? A Ingrid whole new person through, to me. It got like me. so many wigs in that
0: first like retelling story, <laughs> and he just has a flippin' the skinniest mustache too. It's yes. not even a handlebar. It doesn't have nope. beefiness to it. It's just this just tiny little right above the mustache. lip.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Approximately one centimeter.
0: There's so many dramatic moments of him like pressing it down a bit more and then tearing it off. And you're just yeah, like, that mustache makes was, it.
2: I feel like that was his audition. They were like, "Oh, rip off this tiny mustache on your face and let's see how you do it." And he he fucking nailed it. He sold it. <laughs> sold.
0: All right, I think it's time for us to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're gonna dive a little bit deeper into um this movie and specifically those two parents that we talked about. Yeah, we're back. Spy movies have pretty much been a go-to film genre since cinema began. But in 2001, director and writer Robert Rodriguez transitioned from directing mostly R-rated films to writing and directing this film, possibly the first film, about two children finding out their parents are international spies and must dive into the spy field themselves to save them from an evil genius who wants an arm to use an army of children to take over the world. Or something. Honestly, the villains never reveal their plans fully, aside from wanting an army. (laughs) With (laughs) a cast including Antonio Banderas, Carrie Gugino, Alan Cumming, Tony Shalab, Danny Trejo, Cheech Marin, and even a surprise appearance by George Clooney in the very yeah. end. The <laughs> film centers... to those names.
1: <laughs> the Clooney. Breaking uh,
0: s- is espresso. <laughs> it was such a surprise. This film actually spends the most time, too, with the least known actors at the time, which is Alexis Panavega Vega and Daryl Sabara. The movie opens with a bedtime story of the two spies who fell in love and started a family. Ingrid, their mother, is very insistent that they were better off after settling down but definitely not living happily ever after lady we see that the two kids are required to complete an obstacle course trainings every single morning without ever knowing why taste buds i ask you this is this really a film about spy kids joining their parents in the spy world or is it a film about two spy parents who can't let go of their glory days and are trying to force
1: this lifestyle on their children to live vicariously through them I think you're you just fucking hit the nail on the head. And I think me watching it as an adult realized that like this isn't just like, oh, these kids like all of a sudden knew all these like great things and like are be able to become spies. No, their parents were grooming them for this. Like they have made them practice for all this stuff and done all these trainings so that when the time comes, they'd be able to protect themselves and live while
0: still claiming that they have abandoned their spy life, which is the funniest part.
2: The weirdest part was that they were clearly training them. They still had, like, all the fucking spy gear. Their dressers were little, like, spy computers and shit. They were checking spy shit every day. And they were like, this is our past. We don't want the kids to know of this. And I was like, one of these isn't true. And you know what? I think a person who dedicates their whole fucking house to spy gear, you know which one is untrue.
0: You, you, You figure it out. I don't think as a kid I ever focused on it. I was like, nah, no, no. <laughs> They're just required to still have their makeup vanity counter be a spy check-in center. That makes sense.
2: I but thought I, was- I just got that as an adult. Like, I thought I could just go grab that at Ikea. I was like, that's just a certain type of adult who wants the spy gear thing. Give me that at Ikea. Like, I, mean, I was waiting
1: for that. I mean, like, now you can get those those mirrors and stuff that have, the like, the the interactive like they have those working like mirrors and stuff mm-hmm. like but, that but like you work don't unlock
0: mirrors. it with your eyeshadow, and that's a bit disappointing <sighs> So <fucking> right.
2: <laughs> that has keyboard clicks on it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that part was so good as oh,
0: man. like watching
2: this as an adult you know you'd
0: probably like look for unrealistic things in any sort of kid spy movie you're like ah, oh, that mm-hmm. wouldn't happen that wouldn't happen I genuinely think the most unrealistic thing about this movie is that they had this home for years raised two children in it and the kids never accidentally opened their yeah. spy secret things because kids press everything like yeah. what children are not going around just pressing all these buttons and also, accidentally revealing spy stuff
1: their chair is on fucking like rails a clear rail like, clear they- rails that the kids would have tripped over so many times like the chairs yeah they move but they're also on
2: fucking rails like It's just like, you know, there was so much cool stuff in that house. That house is so big and so
1: rad. And we only got to see a part of it, which I know in the later Spy Kids, we do get to see more. But
0: like,
2: but in the very beginning,
0: we see like nothing except for that awesome obstacle course, which I definitely wanted as a kid.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I felt like a great way to wake up. I think that's why I push my alarm so many times because I don't have like an obstacle course that I go, got to go through. Yeah. And that would probably solve it. it
1: would definitely solve it. Unless you had warts, of course, because warts no. were the... I feel like there was a big theme of warts in this whole movie. <laughs> I didn't <they>, know...
0: <laughs> I didn't realize that like I remembered that he had band-aids all over his hand but I didn't know like warts were the sign of his weakness and nerves and it was ways. you could
1: tell that he was so fearful he was just so, so fearful f- he would sweat all the time and that's of course how you get warts that's warts baby that's warts <laughs>
2: There Wait. was that part where, and also in that obstacle course, when he, um, you know, he falls, and his sister's like, "You just fell sixteen feet. Enjoy being a pancake." Um, I hate that you're still alive, essentially. Yeah. And then he threw—he straight up tries to throw a weight at her head. Yeah. Like, <laughs> watching that as an adult, I was like, "Hey, he tried to murder her." Yeah.
0: I feel like they were raised with like a lack of boundaries on what hurts individuals, though, because their parents <laughs> were raising them to be spies, and so they were like, just you know, throw whatever weapon. And you can find out people, they'll bounce back up, like it's fine. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, it's oh, it's beautifully wild.
0: Um, but yeah, I desperately wanted the obstacle course as a kid. I had no idea that this was essentially like forcing their children into the same path. And it genuinely hit me hard this time, listening to the mother recount this story, her own love story, and insist, like the daughter's like, and they lived happily ever after. And she's like, "Mm, no. Definitely
1: not. <laughs> uh, no, it's fucking hard over here. But I'm going to say it's okay. Yeah.
2: What I, is there? I, I can't remember it now, but isn't their motto, like, it takes work to be a family or something like that? What is, they say it at the end too. Yeah, but like, it, it,
0: families, that's what. That's what's harder to, like, keep together, or keep work together. for.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, sometimes you fucking hate your family and uh, you really got to work to keep them together.
0: Essentially, the, like, whole moral of this story is that, yeah being a spy living life on the edge almost dying every day piece of cake having a little brother is the worst fucking thing in the world because we see it repeated (laughs)
2: Yeah, I, we do. That's the constant theme, 100%. And also, but like, if you had a little brother that was a warty little monster, like a little frog, like, you got to be ashamed of that one. And he dresses like a magician. Come on.
0: Also, the like, <laughs> he won't sleep in his own room. He's like nine years old and you have to share mm-hmm. a bedroom with your little brother. One of the first things I noted watching this, I was like, why the fuck are they sharing a room? They're like they a huge so house and their house is a mansion. And then it's like revealed that he won't even sleep in his own room. I'd be pissed as an older sister, too.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: 100%. Well, she is pissed because she's pissing her pants and she wears uh, diapers <laughs> at night. And Fucking burn, Carmen. <laughs> Suck that. Suck it, Carmen.
0: I forgot all about that as a, an adult, too. And that one light came out. Well, they said, like, one of them, the parents, when they were kidnapped, they were like, we left our two children and one of them still in diapers. I was like, yeah.
2: What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I brought up at that moment, I had to bring up a, a photo of those kids to relook at them. And I was like, these are adults they should be paying taxes why is one of them in diapers like this is entirely cannot happen uh yeah, it was a
1: kid a... that old still be in diapers at night you know it's so <laughs> weird oh my god yeah. people didn't identify with people kids with warts and also who need to wear diapers at night times when they're a little bit older you know
2: <gasps> oh like, i'm sorry we're dunking on these kids so hard is there something you want to admit right now <laughs> no nothing, nothing okay at did all, this give you
0: like courage that you really could be a spy as a butterfinger warty
1: piss pants child <laughs> turn to Cassie. And I remember the warts part so much because I did have warts as a kid. (laughs) 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 I did have warts as a kid. And I was like, Oh my God, there's like a prominent kid in the TV that, show that i watch that has warts too warts are fucking normal oh there's a kid who pisses themselves still oh me too high five both of you guys and they're spies and they're spies you can be a hero and still piss your pants at night that's what i learned and i think i i took that to heart and here i am and i,
0: I say it turned like, out well you were never the target audience for like anything other than this film In this right movie <laughs>
2: and shark boy and lava girl but we'll talk about that at a different time
0: that's a that's a different topic for a different time but i i don't know if they pee their pants or have warts in that film but um this one it seemed odd to me as a kid i also like suffered as a kid with like secondhand embarrassment so i distinctly remember after watching this movie again uh as an adult being like oh yeah as a child you cringed throughout those moments because you got embarrassment for those children who were still peeing their pants and
1: having warts so well hmm. watching this movie i thought exactly i thought of you because you said your sister would always get embarrassed of you and stuff like that and mm-hmm. in this movie carmen is always embarrassed of her little brother Junie because you know he is this warty little kid and she's at school she has all these friends he doesn't have any friends and she kind of makes fun of him while he's at school um so i was thinking of you because i know you've said a lot of like with your sister that's how kind of like how she treated you or like she that made is, sure that you looked good or something like that yeah
0: she was constantly trying to like force me into a different to be a different person so she wasn't embarrassed by me and i will say that like one of the most realistic aspects i took away from this film was sibling relationships because holy mm. shit it was so accurate i feel like a lot of movies try to make it look like not that bad but they are constantly just shitting on each other and that is every sibling relationship i know so yeah
2: yeah that was one of the best parts of this movie besides of course all the rad spy gear but it was just like it relied so much on the fact that they are two siblings that are constantly bickering and like Mm -hmm. just like everything they can never be on the same team like if they can be on the same team for like five minutes and then they're gonna fucking yell at each other and like yeah i will die for this person but also i need to make them look like a fool Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i live a little bit off of just pushing them down a little bit is how I survive. So yes. (laughs) Uh, And it was brilliant. Very well done. um, And I did appreciate that. I think we talked.
1: Oh, go for it. Oh, just really quick. We talked briefly about the spice and love portion. Mm-hmm. Which I forgot how a fucking a beautiful part of the beginning of that movie was. And it really just set up the whole movie. Um, because it, it talks about the love story of the mom and dad. And just it's just absolutely wild. Like, there's a point in that flashback where he, the dad proposes to the mom, right? At the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. And he slides the ring box across like a rail. And mm-hmm. just like she catches it in her hand. And like, that's how he proposes to her and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, dude. Uh, that gave me like as a child oh, yeah. i didn't i don't even think i paid attention to that no. this moment it almost gave me a heart attack i oh, was yeah. like that it's is gonna fall the eiffel tower
1: <laughs> the eiffel tower that is an expensive ass ring this is a rail there's so much going on right here and he flicked it yeah he, he didn't did. pass it no he flicked he it flicked it there so Wild. much
0: confidence and in that Honestly, living life though, on the edge how do you not say yes after a proposal like that, though? He just Honestly, took every risk with his diamond ring to give to well, you. She
1: said yes. And then at the wedding date, she got so nervous that she punched a swan ice sculpture in the neck and broke it. Listen,
2: I feel like that's normal.
0: Cold feet. Perfectly <laughs> natural. Totally normal. I do mm-hmm. appreciate that she tried to fix the swan sculpture. She did try to fix the <laughs>
1: swan. And I just I need to hit it again. When they were getting married, uh, you know, they got invaded, mm-hmm. and so yeah. the, f- by their, the entire army, by the army, so many planes, so many planes. But it's okay because they were ready for that because they had their heart parachutes, their <laughs> double heart parachutes. And then the, the priest was able to bless the sky. <laughs> goes and back finish to the priest says he's bless the marriage <laughs> while they're mid
0: sky. Love that moment because in my mind they got away in this like super speed like spot. Boat, yeah, and they got away. average super boat, <laughs> yeah. It's like a speed boat, but it—it's yeah. got the total like '90s, 2000s design on the back. Like it's something yeah. you see at any lake during that and time period. Just
2: married, <laughs> yeah. they escaped essentially on a wave runner, and yeah. were like, "Look at these sick ass spies!"
0: <laughs> and those planes couldn't catch up with them all of a sudden. Now that they were on this average speed <laughs> <Yes>. boat.
1: <laughs> But I feel like that whole moment really set up the movie like this is this is where we are and now you're here, you're in this and let's go from here. That movie honestly did. I took away, I
0: think, one thing from childhood and adulthood and that is that always have a wedding dress that you could sprint and jump off a cliff in. And if yes, your wedding 100%. dress is not movable like that, you're not prepared for every possible situation. So, That's right. <laughs> Tell it. Uh, and I think... This is a good time for us to take a quick break. That was thank you for joining in and talking mostly about this spy love story, which I hope someday still can be mine. I don't know if it can, but I'm hoping for it. Um and we'll take a quick break and when we get back, we've got some exciting I, I wanted to just say mountains to build. Mount Rushmore. And we're back. And we're back ready to build. A mountain, a Mount Rushmore specifically. And for this Mount Rushmore, we are going to be ranking, building, putting together the top child spies, child uh, heroes of movies Mm -hmm. past. So I really want you to just do your best. Impress me. Um, This is really where the voting for friendship comes comes into play and i will be judging you so specifically i have a few people in mind i'm gonna get very disappointed if they don't make it on this mount rushmore so no pressure i knew
2: you would have people and that's what's like been getting in my mind this whole time i'm worried that i don't have them ready on the mountain but i'm confident i think i got your people
1: Folgers is here and ready to deliver um i've got (laughs) things ready my heart is pumping i'm i'm gonna kill it
0: I'm loving this confidence. Cassie, Caitlin, you both get points for just yeah. that confidence right off the bat. Every good spy
2: to <laughs> needs to
0: have just a bunch of confidence. So thank you. And Cassie, why don't we start with you? Who is oh my your first Rushmore pick?
2: Fucking thank you so much for giving me the honor of letting to go first. Because mm-hmm. I, got, I got a slammy D. You're going to want to throw this one directly on the mountain. Because books, I'm here to give you the one I feel like. When you say child spies, the first one you think of, obviously, spy kids. Mm-hmm. The second one you then obviously have to go to is Agent Cody Banks. No! Back. Yes. I <laughs> D, I knew it. Thank you for letting me go first. I knew this was going to be one. Cassie, he's the first one. You totally get a point. You don't even need to yeah. defend this. It, Agent
0: Cody Banks is going right on this now, and we're going to slap his face right up there. Uh, first, first so first face. Frankie. Frankie's got to go. Uh, I'm glad that you had Cody Banks at the top of your list. Dougal, I'm impressed that you had him at the top of your list as well because Cody Banks was definitely at the top of my list for this Mount Rushmore you passed
2: brilliant he was job. such a good spy he got the cia to do his homework and chores for yeah, him he did is there a better spy than that <laughs> the cia who gets paid a lot of money i'm assuming they had to send him to go do chores so this child could solve their issues that mm-hmm. kicks so much ass
0: i so there's like a few things about agent code banks that i absolutely love and one is that um he had the cia not only do his homework but also teach him how to talk to girls and flirt no, which yes. i had desperately used <laughs> as a kid like i needed that training um and then the other was the fact that like he basically got inducted as a spy through a summer camp mm-hmm. and <laughs> that, that was also a dream of mine as a kid mm-hmm. i just thought that could happen somehow too so uh,
2: <laughs> like you are it's like if you got noticed for doing the presidential testing at school yeah <laughs> like, that's what that. i always thought it was for i was like this is how they find spies this <laughs> is this, this is, is my this chance do it.
0: same and it just never they never came it's visited my family and said we have to take mckenna now uh it was very <laughs> disappointing so Thank you. Caitlin, who is your first spy submission?
1: All right. So Cassie started off really, really strong with our yeah, number one pick. I don't know how um, you're going to top it. So I was trying to think of a, a spy in the same kind of era. So 2001. Um, I didn't get one in 2001, but I found one in 99 that I feel like was very prominent and really made a. a, a Print on my life and i'm gonna go for the baby geniuses from the movie baby genius
2: <laughs> that's very good <laughs> I, w- I wanted to argue and hate whatever you're gonna throw out but uh, fucking baby geniuses is very good <laughs> I, would, I, I, uh, I had a weird obsession with that movie as a Same.
0: Kid. <laughs> same. i never saw that movie so i'm kind of disappointed oh, that i don't feel no. qual- qualified to oh, like officially well, judge i can give this. you a quick
1: synopsis <laughs> They were just super smart babies and they would lose their smartness once they like gained their consciousness (laughs) basically. (laughs) Once they were of walking age, they became dumb idiots.
0: that's brilliant i love this already okay i'm sorry baby Jesus is just gonna go right up there because i love the plot that you've described
2: they <laughs> were me, spies too like it was legitimately essentially like they all babies knew the cure to cancer yeah. essentially and then forgot but it couldn't once it tell were. it to yeah. people because they were babies yes and yeah. <laughs> then instantly forgot everything once they were toddlers i
0: hope this movie was written by like some like three-day sleep-deprived parent who is like, you're screaming because you know the secrets of the
1: universe and you just can't convey them to me. I know it. I understand.
2: They were probably, I think babies are talking backwards, just like all the little floop creatures. Floop yes!
0: flookies yes. Flukies are also baby speak. It does sound similar. Kind of a combination to Floops and the little robot children before they get brains.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's
0: it's kind of a cross between those two. Uh, Caitlin, yes, you got a point because Baby Genius, uh, they went straight up on Mount Rushmore. We've already got two heads taken. I feel like I'm maybe doing a bad job because I'm just way too hyped about hearing your ideas uh no, cassie, we're just so
2: good at this maybe it's not that's good it.
0: you guys are just so good at coming up we don't even need to go through some babies we're just gonna sail right through this and get the list this mountain's gonna be built in no time cassie can you hit me with another child spy okay
2: okay now so this one it might not be a slammy d but i'm ready to sell it to you books so When you think of, like, a spy doesn't technically need to be a spy. They don't need to be hired by the CIA or a little baby genius. Sometimes they just need to be a badass kid who takes down bad adults. Mm -hmm. And when you think of that, I think the first person that pops into every mind is Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. Because he, he, listen, he sets all these booby traps. Everybody immediately thinks of him taking down those two dumb robber fools. So um, maybe not a spy, but a total badass kid.
0: Alright, I completely agree with you, badass kid. I had him on my maybe list, so mm. I am okay. thinking okay. on that with your baby list. He's going to go as a maybe, though, because I feel like he doesn't really work with the team, and he doesn't go beyond his own home. So I feel like some of the yeah. qualifications are hero to save, like, beyond just your immediate possessions. Listen, um, like,
2: Koji... Like, uh, Agent Cody Banks could like drop him off somewhere. Like, he's just a child who gets transported places he doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, the other spies can get him there and then he can just take down adults. Okay. I, it's valid, but I'm going to say like, maybe he is the one that needs to be forced to go out. But he, once he's out, you know, he has no choice. So, well,
0: I, I like your enthusiasm. We're going to keep him as a baby. He might end up on the Mount Rushmore down the road if I really hate your future ideas. But, uh,. <laughs> Okay, that remains to be seen for now you're not going to get a point just for yet we'll see Kayla. do you have a better child spy that can knock off this kevin McAllister, or is he gonna i do
1: Uh i actually so this one came to my mind before even cody banks um Uh but obviously cody banks is og the best like out there spy this one i would say is top number two um and it's gonna be harriet the spy did you ever watch that movie? Who the fuck I is totally Harriet? I totally watched Harriet the Spy. God okay. <laughs> I knew she would. I knew she would. Cassie, you didn't watch no. Harriet the Spy?
2: Nobody knows what this is. You guys are saying nonsense. This is a made-up thing.
1: It was like in 2001 as well. It was yeah. was the same era. I
2: recognized one spy kids during this era. I'm sorry that I was faithful and true and not with fucking Harriet.
1: Or you just
0: weren't a real spy. and didn't devour all of the spy content that you could.
2: Oh, she was from, she was before time. She was 96. I was going to say, I the think she was
0: a 90s. She was one of the like true first spy
1: movies, but spy kids like put For spies us, on yeah. the naps. So I don't
2: know. Was she a subpar spy? Because she sounds like it to me.
1: She had like a magnifying glass. She was fucking really That's cool. That's
2: not spy gear. I have a magnifying glass.
1: <laughs> you could, even you could be a spy. That means. <laughs> <laughs> she brought
0: spy. Like, yeah, she brought the possibility of being a spy to everyone's level. You didn't need a jet pack. You just needed a magnifying glass. That's it. Like.
2: And you can take down the rich kids too. Uh huh. Okay, I'm into taking down the rich kids, but what about a spyglass? Like, is she burning ants? What is she doing with? To be her... honest, I really don't remember. I, don't remember
1: that's right.
0: that's I just fair. remember liking Harriet the Spy, but I think Same. it was almost more like she was crossover with investigator status. She was kind of like a Nancy mm. Drew meets. That's spy. what it sounds like. Yeah. She
2: sounds um unremarkable. And when I said Kevin McAllister, you all knew who that was. I'm just saying it. I'm just throwing that out there. I mean she created a spy catcher club at her school too.
1: Um and it's she basically creates a league of spies at her school and So wait,
0: she creates a league of spies rich
1: kids. Catch spies or to just To take down the elitist rich kids is what Wikipedia says. (laughs) according to wikipedia
0: because we don't actually remember this movie we just know that it exists (laughs) i don't remember shit from it i just know the title and i remember seeing it a few times as a kid um and because i like you said it and i immediately recognized the title but honestly beyond that i don't remember anything about this movie (laughs) it's gonna have to go in the babies because it didn't Uh, stay with me that's the right
2: choice that's the right choice you are such a good host sorry
0: i just don't remember shit about harriet other than her movie was also her name (laughs) yeah
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) gotta
0: love that cassie can you come bring us another possible future genius spy kid
2: yeah so i took i dipped my toes in the like the maybe pile i wanted to see i i got too cocky i just wanted to see my abilities Uh so i'm back here ready for another slammy d and this is she was a spy she had to like hide her alternate life and she just like she went out. She handled her stuff. I'm of course talking about Kim Possible. Oh, Everybody okay. knows this one. She's got her own little ringtone. Mm-hmm. You call her, beep her if you want to reach her.
1: If you want to paint ping, it's
2: okay. <laughs> Thank like, you. She st- yeah, she was a total teen. You know, she had to worry about school, homework. Surely she wanted dang. to go to the mall. All these issues, but yet she was still out kicking ass. She would always take down creepy Doctor Drakken and like the hot as hell she go. Yeah. It was God. I feel like she just has to go on there. She's an inspiration to I think our generation. Yeah.
0: And she follows so much true spy like um like genre needs, like the the computer man, you know, the man at the desk kind of need mm-hmm. for a spy Wes, life. I think his name was. Yes. I think it was West. Very,
1: very IT name.
0: uh and it like that's just that was kind of how i learned that every good spy team needs you know a man behind the desk like that's it you need that help um sidekicks you know and then just transitioning back to her ordinary life every single time she was back from the mission um or sometimes in the middle of the mission so yes kim possible was on my list definitely go straight up on the mountain that was brilliant cassie you get a point yes and cassie is officially in the lead to be my best friend God, it feels uh, good.
2: Sorry. I do have a request. Can we put next to Kim Possible? Can she have the little naked mole rat? Oh, I oh, gotta have play. him. Cool. Rufus. That's, I just want to make sure I'm just painting the whole mountain here. I do want Rufus up there.
0: Rufus <laughs> has already has a prime spot on her little shoulder of the bust. Perfect. Don't worry.
2: Okay. And Caitlin. So, yes. Who's,
0: who's your next Mount Rushmore pick?
2: All right.
1: We're already on like badass bitches that need to be on this mountain right here. Badass bitches. That are children. And um, I think there's one that it has a secret identity. Um, she has to save the world all the time. Has to sneak around. Make sure that no one um, finds her identity while also dealing with like the regular everyday things that like a teen does. And I think Squirrel Girl should
2: go up on this mountain. Okay. That seems like a personal pick. It I does mean, seem it a, a bit like
0: pick. a personal pick. <laughs> And she also kind of falls into the superhero category. Yeah,
1: I, I thought it was like heroes slash spies, what we're doing. Heroes is um, in so the
0: saves the world, but not like heroes is in has like superheroes' abilities. In
2: oh. <laughs> the cheerleader that saves the us all. The
0: cheerleader that, you know, throws which, herself off of buildings for science. Which
1: She goes into the Kim Possible type category. So, I mean, I could throw Hayden Panettiere out there, too. Like heroes. <laughs> Shit, save your good picks, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh all right we're gonna put a squirrel girl up on the maybe i'm not sure i'm convinced i feel like she's more likely to join the superhero ranks of all time instead of the spy hero ranks of all time she is
2: undeniably a good superhero like if that was the if that was the rushmore she's very good but yeah yeah
0: uh cassie can you we'll go around for our last round cassie can you give me your last rushmore pick
2: Yeah, my last Rushmore. It might be a bit of cheating, just because it's a three and one combo that I got for you right now. But they are a team. They are a unit. I'm of course (sighs) picking the spies that like. uh, I feel are another iconic one to us. Uh, It's Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup, of course. Oh, the three Powerpuff Girls
1: for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh my god! Did you not think of those? I didn't think of them. Can we go for honorable mentions already, so we can try to get this last spot?
2: I'm having a crisis. The fact that I didn't like try to throw the turtles out there whenever I could, and do they I don't. Count
0: as spies, though,
2: they're not really. They do have to live in the sewers. They have an alternate life. And they, they do, do kick wear ass. like
0: eye covering so they can hide yeah. their identity.
2: They what have like high tech gear.
1: Yeah, there's they...
2: that. I love Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup, though. There's I...
1: also Boss Baby. Um, I'm just going to throw out that one too. <laughs> The Boss Baby. I did look up child spies and Boss Baby. Did, did he did pop? Is up. he a
2: spy? I thought he was like a corporate like manager.
1: You know what? Who really knows? I didn't see it. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't watch either, that one. But he's in a suit. So. He's in a suit, which means he does have an alternate identity. I think
0: he was a spy. I think Boss I Baby think was the whole a whole point as well. Was that like That's why
1: he had a suit?
0: <laughs> yeah, they were like secret CIA agents that no one knew, and like didn't like a family adopt like a baby thinking it was just a baby.
1: Yeah, and I think he was a full adult, and it was a whole Benjamin Button type thing. Which again, can I throw a Benjamin Button as well to go on this? Because at one point he was a baby. <laughs> I don't was, know about the spy thing. He but never, I, I don't he think he just saved qualifies a single person. as a child. <laughs> does he qualify as child or adult though? What part of the movie are you watching? He's I bold.
2: Didn't see that movie it's bold. It's just
1: like any person aging. He just does it backwards.
2: <laughs> That's a bad human being. Is all that is. <laughs> I failed at the growing he up was or growing down part. Like uglier
1: than any other newborn baby. Yeah. Because
2: he was born Oof. old as shit <laughs> he was yep <laughs> But right. um well, I, oh wow yeah. i i must stick true with mine that was i f- do feel bad about it i'm gonna go for my blossom bubbles and buttercup even though the ninja turtles are as my last pick i will do ninja turtles yeah that's fair okay that's, so your last is pick good.
0: is teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah oh shit that's those are yeah
1: so you got harriet the spy squirrel girl kevin, kevin McAllister, McAllister, bubbles blossom bubble 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 bubble
0: Powerpuff Girls, we're and just going Powerpuff Girls, uh, <laughs> the Powerpuff Girls, Boss and the Baby, turtles. and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and don't forget the Boss Baby. <laughs> all right, since this is all about me, I get to choose entirely. I am going to go with Powerpuff Girls, ah! um, which means Cassie gets the last point because I yeah, do think they yeah, qualify yeah. a bit more as spies. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I think they're they f- just they're
1: heroes. They fit in the hero category too. They don't have an alternate identity. They
2: are tiny but they like <laughs> they're made of sugar <laughs> they and but they kind of like <laughs> respond to
0: like calls right yeah
2: they're essentially okay they were also, their names are either stripper names or code names so like nobody is <laughs> bubbles blossom Teenage and buttercup without Turtles being a spy
0: are teenagers and not children
2: so yep yeah they're yeah. kind of like on that adult
0: yeah that's true he's kind of a teenager yeah. too Uh, But that is it. I I have to say, before I go off these honorable mentions and our final Mount Rushmore, um, I'm very disappointed that no one's chose anyone from Codename Kid Next Door. Oh, my God. I almost did. That was pretty sad for me. And uh, you know what? I uh, completely understand that I would have been the only one to consider Mikey from the Goonies as a child spy. But I kind Mm -hmm. of feel like he fits that as well. Um, Mm -hmm. But our honorable mentions are Kevin McAllister. From Home Alone, Harriet the Spy, Squirrel Girl, Boss Baby, a film none of us have seen but we apparently know (laughs) a bit about, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And our official Mount Rushmore is Agent Cody Banks starting us off Baby Genius, a film you two have seen I have not seen but now must watch. Uh, yes, please do. Kim Bossable really probably the spy we all related to the most as a kid because she was a girl mm-hmm. and there weren't a lot of those and then finally Powerpuff Girls superhero kind of spies kind of superheroes not really sure but I like them all three of their heads are going to be smooshed into the spot of one though because there are three of them and we only have one head spot left that's mm-hmm. how this is going to work and we're going to take another quick break when we get back we're going to get back to the show that we're actually supposed to be talking about and not a bunch of other shows that we're not so join us in a few minutes <laughs> And we are back. So I mentioned this earlier. I still stand by it. I do not think anyone can remember Spy Kids without recalling the strange army of Thumb Thumbs and Thumbs thumb, Thumbs Thumbs. Right, like, that's just the first thing we come to mind ma- that comes to mind when you recall this movie. But if you really dig into it and you consider the saying. Um, I'm all thumbs is used when someone cannot successfully hold, grab, open anything. It could be said that this army was literally created to fail. You can yeah. have all the gripping strength you want of a thumb, but without a pinky, you are useless. Taste buds, I ask you this is the failure of the thumb thumb army? Arguing that not only are hands stronger even with our tiny little other fingers, but that spy teams are stronger
1: with our children. Is there a parallel happening here? Did I see that alone? Um, I think the thumb thumbs are just like Floop, you learned out his you learned that Floop and his Fluglys, he just makes them because he thinks it's fucking cool for his T V show. And so I think the thumb thumbs are definitely just here to look cool. And especially the fact that they have fat asses and they are dummy thick. Like they are just they here are to show off their assets and the five thumbs that they are. Um so I think they're really we're not built for function. It was just for the looks.
2: Yeah, I do like your question. What I think they were really saying was that um thumbs are the most useless appendage that you have <laughs> and you can lose them is what I took from it. Which is the that- opposite of science, but I keep going to <laughs> <laughs> get rid of them. I've no I've the only reason I need a thumb is to give a rad thumbs up and play heads up seven up. Other than that, I don't need it. Get it if off we my body.
0: All gave up our thumbs. We would have enough thumbs to collect together to make a little mini thumb thumb.
2: Oh, oh my god. It's you know what? It's worth it. I'm cutting mine off right now. I'm donating <laughs> it. <laughs> I feel like you we created
0: me. a terrifying possible idea, but that is an option for us if we want a miniature thumb thumb. Caitlin, I have to give you a point and I keep going stuck back to this idea of their thick butts. I did not think of this really. But like what Uh, part of the thumb are we seeing that make up those thick boys behind?
1: Nothing. It's dummy thick. Like, oh my God. I did not realize how fat their ass is until I rewatched this now. Like watching as a child, I must have had just like blind eyes because I didn't see their ass. The fucking donk that these thumbs have. Like
2: Like, the fact, I thought they couldn't walk because they are made of all thumbs they can't walk because they are so (laughs) their ass is so fat
1: (laughs) ass over here
2: (laughs) like it's the most insane like there is some wild imagery in this one like all the creations are insane yeah and by far i thought it was just the thumb thumbs but we can specifically like daredevil bring it down to their ass is the only reason that they are insane (laughs)
0: that's the only bit Okay, I was surprised to learn in my mind thumb thumbs kind of existed like the other creatures existed like clay creations almost like transported and I did not remember the scene where they're built robotically and the thumb heads Mm -hmm. are just being attached and it kind of Destroyed everything I loved about the thumb thumbs because I like mm-hmm. to keep, like, think of them as this one whole unit that was, like, created together. And then to learn that they could just ditch arms and then get new ones sewn on by index finger lady.
2: Um, yeah. It was was oh, my kind of God. Disappointing. The sexy finger. The sexy nurse thumb? Are you kidding me? That it was, was like, a piggy. yeah. Was it thumb? It was like index fingers. No no thumbs are not sexy so they had to make it a different finger because the thumb not sexy yeah. true
0: though it, it, it you look at your own hands what is the least sexy finger it's your thumb it's definitely yeah. your thumb um i also love that sexy finger nurse had uh sexy little nails too like they really completed painted the red. image that they just went yeah, she gets all a in. manicure yeah
1: 100 that really begs the, diff- the question who paints her nail is it floop or is it one of these thumbs? Like how do they hold Can, the, like the nail yeah, polish? Yeah, they can't
0: hold the nail polish. Yeah.
2: yeah. Also, who cuts the thumb thumb nails? Like thumb. they're going to get out of control. That's a lot of thumbs. You got to control. Well, their
0: bottom ones are probably good cuz they're running right on those nails. Yeah, so those got, those like, are
2: fucked up for sure. <laughs>
0: Those, those are ones like, like soccer like, toes animal like thumbs because they just kind of get regularly <laughs> shaved as they run on concrete and whatever those are full ant eater is what those are uh, <laughs> uh, constantly just like digging into the ground they probably have great little extra grip on those if you oh. think about it who needs oh, calluses sure. good calluses when you got yeah little, like
2: <laughs> can <laughs> a thumb thumb clap they, they can't grab they each other together
0: they, Three thumb thumbs. To, their asses clap. That's oh all my that gosh. matters. Oh, no. That's right, they do.
2: Fucking books give yourself a point. That was so good.
0: Thank you. I will give myself a point. I fucking deserve it. Um, so yeah, thumb thumbs, I don't
1: think they their thumbs can clap, but their ass cheeks definitely do. And that's all we need to know about the I feel thumb like thumbs. <laughs> we could get like a whole miniseries on this thumb thumbs. And like this whole thing did not capitalize on the fact that these thumb people like has stuck with us for so long. Yeah, like
2: they tried to like there was so many like Spy Kids toys. Yeah. And I feel like they really didn't realize what they had with thumb thumbs. Because yeah.
0: well, they're like consistently aside from the children's spies, they're probably the most consistent characters we see throughout the film mm-hmm. are Thumb Thumbs because they're attacking on the scenes. They're mm-hmm. the ones like trying to get the brain from the kids. And then even in the end of the movie, when the good guys win, there's a Thumb Thumb helping with dinner.
2: Like oh, no. That's right. That's I right. I forgot that they then helped make dinner. I forgot they brought the Thumb Thumbs over into the family. We're all family.
0: They You're were kind of right. like was little a- pets. They were just like, yeah. let's bring a Thumb Thumb home, please, mom,
2: can we? But, but books, that is when they became competent. So I think you were right. It was them showing that you need you need to be together to be competent. You need a whole hand in order to make it. Uh, and I think you were right with that.
0: Listen, thumbs are no good alone. You got to have the pinkies. This spy family was no good alone. They got to have the babies. So that's, that's all and I'm saying. Uncle. Like,
2: uncle and Machete. Uncle.
0: Listen, family <laughs> all together. You just needed to have Uncle Machete come in, forgive his baby brother for being needy as a baby brother is. And then all of them just unite as a family. Like, do you think they're truly stronger now that they work together?
2: Of course. Uh, I've given, that's a, a proven fact, 100%.
0: Which, like, also leads to the stupidity of George Clooney's character thinking that you could just take the two kids on a mission without the parents. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: clearly. That's, a, that's another thing, though. The whole George Clooney part if we're here right now i just need to talk about it it. because as a child of course i know who i knew who george clooney was family knew who george clooney was the eye bar that was on there on george clooney the fact (laughs) that that he just grabbed it and moved it i to this day remember george clooney for that role that he did and moved (laughs) that thing like it has fucked me up internally honestly took it away the eye bar
0: did not even associate him with this movie until the very end. I forgot completely that he was in it, did not remember mm-hmm. that George Clooney. To be fair, this was 2001, so this mm-hmm. was like, but this was like the same year that Ocean Ocean's 11. 11 came out. So we had like, yeah, George Clooney hitting the prime, and also like just being mm-hmm. in a Spy Kids movie as a little, like, tiniest <laughs> role ever. Like, he has cameo. three lines, just little cameo spot,
2: and I love it that's um, what we need to focus in on i don't know how they got him because this was oceans 11 george Clooney, yeah. <laughs> and then they got him for still one of the funniest jokes out there there i was i still fucking laughed at the fact that he could remove that eye bar yeah. and then yes. he put it back on it still fucking stands up that's still so funny it's so good it's such
0: a clever moment and i'm pretty sure as a kid being a dumbass little kid i didn't get the comedy behind it and i was just like mm. he just gave away like wasn't that protecting his identity <laughs> he just gave no fucks and took it off his face uh but then as an adult i was like holy shit that's hilarious that's great
1: that it just it's good i thought it was happen. funny for different reasons as a child and then as watching it as a doll it hit just a whole different way and i feel like that's the whole movie <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like it was yeah. funny back then but now it's like oh it's it's funny in a different way now still funny. as an adult there's a lot of like moments that i did not remember
0: a lot of little bits of humor and just like they really played up the parents like romance and love too and as a kid I for sure don't remember that. The they played up the
1: realness of marriage a lot like they were like they didn't sugarcoat a lot of the things that a lot of other kids movies did they were like no marriage is hard like it's not like okay but parents it's parents okay. give
0: up everything when they have children this is the harsh reality of <laughs> we it. gave
1: up the favorite thing we ever do it was time to settle down and we're I guess okay with it. <laughs> it's fine
0: we're definitely scene- over it
2: <laughs> The scene where she has to convince Antonio Banderas to bring her along on the mission and um he like essentially comes in his pants. Still hated to watch that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one still bad for that me.
0: That one was cringy as she's like yeah. whispering in his ear.
2: And yeah, I was- hear
0: bits. And you're, like, oh, and you're like, oh, I'm uncomfortable right now. Please stop.
2: <laughs> I didn't want to know this about parents when I was a kid. I still don't want to see this happen now. Yeah. Nope, because I still bad.
0: identify with the children in this movie. I do yeah. not identify with the parents in the film. I don't I'm do still there peeing in my bed, you know? <laughs> you identify on a different it. reason. What? I think there's different <laughs> levels that we are identifying with the children of this oh, film. Oh, you have warts. You have warts?
1: <laughs> okay
0: uh but yes i we've gone on a whole adventure here i have loved every bit are there any last thoughts about thumb thumbs george clooney that you want to jump in oh, i would
2: die for them all and that's yeah. all the, like i would die for both of them the fluglies were weird were weird the fluglies like the thumbs are cool the Thumbs are cool
0: thumb thumbs honestly i could see being very popular in like music videos today because like we are all about that twerking yeah. life and if i could see thumb thumb thumbs twerk i'd be oh really happy <laughs>
2: also like the dinosaur blow-up costumes if i could be like a, put on a costume and blow it up and be a full thumb <gasps> thumb. A thumb thumb oh, i would uh, i would love that.
1: I d- like i said i do not feel like they capitalized enough on the thumb thumbs we could have had a whole series with Listen. the thumb thumbs like in a way that the minions were a thing we like, are thumb almost at could've. the
0: 20 year anniversary of this movie, oh, can my we bring back the Thumb Thumbs in honor of the twenty year anniversary? You know, if yeah.
1: I dressed up as a Thumb Thumb right now, I swear to God, I could go outside and people would know who I was. Oh yeah, Absolutely. like if you go to Comic Con and were a Thumb Thumb, everyone would know what you were and what it was from. Like the Thumb Thumbs have stuck with us, but a lot of people, not enough people, have stuck with the Thumb Thumbs, and I think it's time for us to stop I turning our back on these guys. And I let have them one see other question. <laughs>
0: Because every time I see the thumb thumbs, even since a kid, it always always reminded me. Did you guys have magician sets when you were a kid? Or was that just the weird ass that I was?
2: (laughs) You fucking nerd. Of course I didn't. I didn't have one either. Damn
0: it. (laughs) Uh, My brother and I definitely had a magician set. And it was like all of those dumb tricks to like. Check people to think you do your magic and they had these like fake thumbs you could put over your finger and yes. it make a look like a light was in it the thumb yeah. thumbs look very much like those fake light up thumbs too so i actually have a picture those. of myself
1: my brother had one of those magic kits and i have a picture of myself with a fake thumb giving a thumbs up <laughs> and i it's a great picture that i've posted multiple times because it's 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 a it's weird very thumb. good
0: it, it, they, yeah. but they look like thumb thumb thumbs so yeah uh that just reminded me of that i'm not sure i was that weird kid i did have a magician set i didn't have a school of a vest as Juni did for his magician's outfit though so
2: i oh, feel like man. he wasn't
0: even trying to dress up like a magician and he just unintentionally did and no that's
2: the best part is they had mad money and they were like pick whatever you want from the store and he was like i'm gonna look like the nerdiest magician and that's my dream <laughs> and he lived it he looked like he a did. magician or a candy salesman i love yeah. that like <laughs> the way they
0: do, like we're about to go on a mission to save my parents i must
2: have a bow tie <laughs> See, oh god it was a big occasion you put the big t- the bow tie on But for like bow ties
0: i don't know if you guys have worn them they always make me feel like i'm choking oh and that would not be the feeling i would want to have throughout share like saving my parents or going on a mission is that constant like am i gonna just suffocate right now yeah. um, <laughs> not sure but i think it's time for us to take a quick little break when we get back uh we're gonna spend some dough and go on a nice little shopping spree And we are back and we are ready for our awesome mini uh, little shopping spree throughout this film in this little time period. We're going to get to go through the entire movie and just basically grab whatever the hell we want from this movie. And I think that's like the best gift I could give you guys uh, for this particular film is that you get to just grab whatever you want and uh, run away with it. And I might try to buy a thing or two too, on the shopping spree because it's just too good of an opportunity to pass up. So we started with Cassie last time. Dougal, I'm going to start with you. What is the first thing you are buying from this movie?
1: Oh, my God. Well, the first thing that I think of is when they went to the, uh, their safe house, they opened up the cabinets and the cabinets were empty. And then they closed them and they opened them back again and they were completely filled, not with just anything, but the best food. And if not food, mm-hmm. food that you can microwave and would turn into like McDonald's. A straight so, Big Mac. A straight fucking Big Mac, which was wild. So, of course, I'm going to come in here and um, I'm going to, I'm just going to take all of the cabinets from the safe house.
0: Okay. OK, because I, I want
1: unending <laughs> un- food. <laughs> yes. oh, this was like yes.
0: not something I had considered whatsoever. But Caitlin, it is so on brand for you. And I'm just so impressed that you've maintained this foodie that you are. So you're going to get a point for choosing the most on true brand to myself. thing that you could choose first right off the bat. Like you didn't go for
1: any of the spy gear. or the tech. Well, This is fucking spy gear. Like it's, I've never
2: seen this in my real life. So it must be spy gear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cassie, what are you going to buy
2: right off the bat? Okay, right off the bat, I was worried that somebody else would take this. It's not going to be the biggest ticket item, but it is the thing that I always wanted as a kid. And I want the electric shock gumballs. damn it. (laughs) I fucking want like every time I saw those, I was like, yeah, I do want that. That's a great idea. And that should exist. And I need it in my life. That was top
0: of my list as well. Uh, Good. I'm
2: glad we didn't go for big ticket items. We were just like, the weird stuff is what I we wanted want. I wanted
0: electro gum. I was like, it. I love that it somehow knows not to electrocute you. Even mm-hmm. as it's glowing and sparking in your hand, you still have time to throw it at whatever you want. And then it will, you know, just well, you destroy know, them.
2: Water and electricity, you know how those cancel each other out. So it's yeah. not going to like, your saliva is <laughs> not going to activate it. That it's makes totally sense. It's totally going to
0: be safe. You just have to chew it a little bit. Spit hold it, it really for once hits air spit it at something yeah well no because juni's able to hold it in the palm of his hand for a little while he was
2: holding it for a while yep it, it is it knows it, knows it soul knows bonds with once you once it gets <laughs> your like
0: saliva, saliva on it you've like dna'd with it you fused some part of yourself with it and it now has mm-hmm. your intelligence i think i think that's yeah. how it works that's um, 100% how it works uh, Cassie I'm torn on giving you a point because honestly it was a great item and I'm impressed that you chose one of the best items to steal but I'm mad that you stole one of I the stole few yours. things I wanted to purchase I only listed that's two fair. things I wanted to purchase and that was oh. one of them uh, oh, that's I rough. decided I wasn't going to take over the shopping spree and I was going to let you guys have it but I am still impressed that you picked out the one little item that I also really wanted so Cassie you get a point thank you And uh, before you guys can steal it, I'm going to go ahead and shop and buy the other best thing that you can get uh, in my opinion. And that's going to be a jetpack. That's mine. I'm taking it. Yeah, The jetpack was my other item because it just seems so fucking cool. It's one of those few spy gadgets that you don't have to be coordinated to use, I think.
2: That one somehow, especially those jetpacks, like they knew where they needed to go. Like that one somehow was reading the situation and knew how to solve it itself.
0: Yeah, it slowed when it needed to. It let her stand on a billboard, even while it was mm-hmm. still technically going. Like, I don't know. I just needed that specific jetpack. was probably the only one I could actually use. So, um, I'm jumping in. I'm bummed in. that you t-
2: Um, you picked a very good one. That was my next one, because everybody wants a jetpack. They knew, like, spies, kids, give them a jetpack.
0: Yep. it It's needed. It's the spy genre film. And we absolutely needed to have it. Caitlin, what are you buying ne-
1: next? Oh. Oh, man. Okay. So what I'm going to buy is we see it early on in the film. It's the escape pod. Because um, it's an an underwater escape pod, but it also kind of like flies a little bit. And it like has autopilot. It has a
2: fucking poo-poo toilet in there. And it Um, announces
0: that it's flushing your poop in the
1: moment. Yep.
2: (laughs) Now flushing (laughs) your poop. And most importantly, it has a microwave for you
1: with some snackies in there. Mm -hmm. Also some upper bunks up there. There's a lot of room and it's like almost like having an RV but even cooler because it could be a submarine at the same time. So yeah, I that do want
2: that. That one's a boat submarine. That's yeah, got it hops. is. Also
1: convertible because it does have like a top that will come down and like. Well, yeah, it's yeah. got to be badass. It's spy gear. Yeah, They're going to exactly. make it look it cool. It does everything, I it.
0: essentially. I also love that. it like will sing you a lullaby while you're on a mission so you can get some good, you know, Mimi's time. <laughs> <laughs> that's so <laughs> right. I forgot Just, about that. Uh, it's an all around great item. And uh, since now you have a vehicle and food. That's yes. what you've got, got in old. this spy figy- gear. Mm-hmm. I think you're sick. You need anything toilet. Yeah, you've got a toilet, but like she's got the cabinets too. So even when she leaves her little boat thing and goes home, she's just got permanent stash of like microwavable McDonald's. And that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Dougal, you get a point. I think that's a great item to steal. Cassie, back to you. What are you buying? What are you grabbing?
2: Okay, um. I think I'm now going to buy, I want to buy that weird wacky gun thing that they didn't know how to use because there's a lot of mystery behind it. If for some reason it had like stuff that spins on it, like a little propeller, Mm -hmm. but with like little like flappy like things, like it wouldn't, if it slapped you, it wouldn't hurt and somehow it was still a gun. I just need to know what it is. So I'm going to put that on my cart just for the mystery.
0: I do appreciate that. To be honest, it just looked like those little bubble guns with the lights. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's yeah. How I'm thinking what it was in actual, like, real life. But I do love that. We don't know in spy terms what it's going to accomplish. And you're still going for it. You're not going to pick mm-hmm. any of the weapons. We know what they do. And that's bold. That's something a spy that's, would do. You yeah. just grab yeah. something and you commit to it. And I approve. Point for you. And uh, what I just need you to guess what it's going to do. Can you take a guess at it for me?
2: in my opinion like in my mind i did think it blew bubbles and like it kind of just like it spat those out but you know what it's gonna have a spy element so i think it's gonna it is gonna put out bubbles but it's gonna be like i was thinking electric shock but they already have that so i don't i don't think that it could be acidic or hear me out because it does look like a kid item what if it was just like little like gas bombs like those things you got from the ice cream man and it made it smell real bad and it just it just made it stink real bad i think it's a stink gun Stink, I, like I that.
0: heartily approve of that, and I feel like yeah, it could just be really toxic, and especially because it's like a kids' spy toy. Like, I yeah. feel like kids are kind of more immune to gross things, but adults would just run out of there. And like, yeah, advantage you, they it can't take fast. that.
2: There's already so much bad stuff adults are dealing with. They're not going to smell a bad smell.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Perfect. Uh, well put. I think you're absolutely right. I think we've uncovered the secret. You now know the mysteries of that little weird floppy gun, and it is now yours, Caitlin last item what are you buying
1: or oh grabbing? man i get another one cool um i'm going to get man there's just so many good things it's so hard to bring it down to one that's yeah um okay so i'm going to go back to floops floops island uh-huh we're going to we're going to go to this flugally land um and i'm going to straight up still um you know, I'm gonna still floop himself. <laughs> I would like to buy this <laughs> the person. ultimate spike gear. <laughs>
0: running away with floop, he's very creative. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot. He
1: uh, he's probably on a lot of drugs. He seems like a Pee Wee Herman-esque type of person. Yes, he's creepy, but also. I don't know. He's just creepy. He's really good with
0: clay. So, if you ever have a school project or something, I feel like he could get that shoebox school project done in seconds for you. You know why I
1: want him, though, is because he is really after success. And I feel like in our area, we can totally put him in Hollywood, we can get him like a show. Um and we can make it okay and uh, sell it to like Nickelodeon or I just feel like see see him you're as a like, cash. You're cow. not going. I'm for, gonna like, be yeah. his agent. Yeah, gotcha. I'm gonna let make a lot of money from this investment I've, I'm making you right now. You know what?
0: No one in the spy universe seems to be like getting like you know paid a ton for the amount of like risk they're putting to their life. Mm-hmm. So I do appreciate you're just straight going for the money. Um, oh, yeah, and just and straight up grabbing
2: happen. a man. I grabbed the
0: stealing a movie, <laughs> uh, man out of this film uh yep. that's brilliant uh creative and i love that you're just totally turning i you like into totally could have took the
2: vr room or something there's a lot of yeah. shit you could have took and i like i like that you grabbed just just, just, just a man. You know, I grabbed There's floop.
0: like mini cameras you've got an airplane yep. that yep. you know does some i cool was thinking things. about the airplane little respirators that allow you to breathe underwater for what you know it's like but an unlimited floop. time
1: Bloop could make me that VR area. He could. That's he true. could do that.
0: You know what? I approve. I th- I'm going to allow it. You get Floop. Floop is now yours. Woo! Cassie, last item. Oh, my God. Okay, well,
2: um, so this is, there's three items that I really want. The first one is obviously mom's spy chair that's on a track to move because that's just <laughs> yes. fun. That's just fun. I'm not going to pick that, though. I feel like I need to pick the iconic spy kids glasses that are just a computer because mm-hmm. I feel like those are obviously the cool tech that you immediately think of mm-hmm. along with their little watch, but I'm not going to pick either of those. What I am going to pick is the cement or, yeah, the cement silly string because oh, I feel guess. like it's already like basically there and to have it actually be cement cement, I would enjoy that cement
0: cement <laughs> cement i totally approve um the only danger i could see is you confusing this or thinking it is just regular silly string and just yeah really all my cans of silly string i would up. have to
2: i would have to keep them separate of all of the silly string i keep around it's real dangerous you always for me have I, silly string on you i so. have a love for it
0: uh so yeah that could be it i'm gonna buy one last item just because i think it'd be fun um and i thought of it after you know losing the electro gum to cassie uh i'm mm-hmm. gonna take that acidic crown along with me because i just feel like it'd be really oh, oh, yeah. yeah yeah and just to that. draw shapes and then have them melt through things
2: yeah, would be very rad.
0: fun yep so that's what i'm gonna do i'd probably just turn into a really bad like tagger or something and destroy a lot of property and turn to vandalism (laughs) but we're running with it that's now who I am I'm just becoming this person and we are going to take a quick break, Uh, lug all our awesome shopping surprises off to home or wherever we're taking them and when we get back we're going to get back into this film and specifically Floop who is now in Caitlin's possession we'll take a quick (laughs) break now All right, so for the majority... for the majority, <laughs> words are hard. For the majority of this film, we are led to believe that Floop is the villain, the bad guy, until it is revealed that uh, Minion, or should I say Mr. Minion, Mister. <laughs> is actually the bad guy controlling Floop and his creative disasters, emphasized when he traps Floop in the virtual room. And we also know that the members of the OSS are evil as well. There's basically a lot of bad guys in this movie. But we still see Floop create monstrous clay heads for former spies, willingly help brain melt them and throw tantrums and physically abuse them on the set of his TV show. Mm -hmm. Taste Buds, I Mm -hmm. ask you this. Are we actually supposed to believe that Floop is a well-meaning but easily manipulated kids TV show host? Or is he the true villain and mastermind of this film because he did bad things and gets to celebrate with the heroes by the end?
2: Yeah, he's definitely for sure a villain. And, like, it's even that time where you see him in the VR room with Junie, and they're, like, really, like, connecting. Like, he's still, like, an insane man that is still a man you cannot trust. And, like, at no point was I, like, I would love to sit down with this dude and, like, just hang out. Like, there's clearly, like, you know you can't trust him. And, like, even when he kept, like, take, I, no, no, he's a monster. He's, the he's, worst. he's a
0: really bad guy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm i was so i think that's the biggest shock i took away from this is watching as an adult because as a kid i truly believed all the other people were the villains and he was just like the one that you were tricked to think was the villain and then as an adult i was like Mm -hmm. oh my god no he's the villain that was so evil he got away with still being a villain and treated like a hero at the end like that's every villain's Mm -hmm. dream uh it's because like
2: He seemed like the hero to us because they made him kid-like by the end. Yeah. And we were rooting for the kids the whole time. So we were like, ah, now he's one of them. But now as an adult, when I don't have this dumb child brain, (laughs) I was like, I still like, that man should be locked up. Put him away. He can't still be creating things. Don't give him a show still. The show, he will, it's like, I attribute him is the same creator to whoever created Teletubbies. Like that is yes. a person who should not be creating content for children.
1: Also, he has such a fucked up mind because those Fluglies are just the most terrifying looking creatures. Again, some of them have the fattest asses. And I think he has a thing with that. And Floop <laughs> is the one who likes the big ass. But I mean, he's consistent at least. But he's, I mean, He likes he his is,
0: fetish and he's not ashamed of it. He's just he going to show it out there for that.
1: He has one really good aesthetic with his clay and it is making fat asses. And uh, the fact that he is the one who does create like what these spies are turning into. He is a definite accomplice in what everything that went wrong like with this. Also, he spent a million dollars. That's it to create all of this spy stuff. Yeah, it only cost a million dollars to run this TV show. It was 19 years ago. inflation. <laughs>
2: inflation <laughs> ah i still feel like that's not enough also Definitely kid not. mines that sounds like it is a lot of money but yeah. like for my kid mine i was like yeah that, no that math that checks out sense. that seems yeah, about right now yeah. <laughs> i'm running the numbers right now give me a second they yeah had no. a lot that's of it. electricity and yeah, a
0: lot of clearly like scientific Overhead. advancements in yeah. this but yeah a million dollars sounds like it'll cover it that seems right for yeah.
2: that that green screen,
1: probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which the green screen, if we want to go back to that really quick, the green screen room, like it was a wild like circular room mm-hmm. that all of a sudden switched terrains when the virtual realityness came onto it. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. It had um, a
2: good like fog machine to create clouds. Yes. it could it was like that Disneyland ride, the California Soren. Yes. Like, it probably could spray out some orange smell whenever you needed. It probably it created into the whole a good environment.
0: Attraction. Honestly, like, it was a bit disappointing because he could really do anything with the virtual room. And he picked, like, weird sets for his TV show. He like, was a
2: weirdo. He <laughs> picked... Um, like, what is that? Microsoft 89 backgrounds. Yes, like, I was expecting yes. to see that hillside. Like, that's all he had. Like, he creates this insane show and he's like, now they're going to be in the clouds. We're going to make a music video today. <laughs> and I love
0: that he, like, the whole time he's complaining that, like, my kids' show needs more. It's just not there. But he has no concern that in the very intro, he literally loses one of his floops, floobly, what are they called? Flooglies? Flooglies. Fluglies, one of the fluglies like falls off the rainbow that they're supposed to be sliding down, and he doesn't see a problem with that. There's no retake of that filming. He's like, No, 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 no. Well, no. It's not the poor filming or the poor acting by these manipulated brain melted
2: spies that I have. Something else is missing. It's because he knew that Locky Two was there to pick him up from the Rainbow Road and put him back on. You just—it wasn't filmed, but Locky Two is always there to bring you back.
0: <laughs> That's true. I didn't consider the fact that they're just gonna, a little hook and cloud going to come out of the sky and, whoop, yeah. right Hold back, right back on there, right back on the top. Um, but yeah, I think like the ending of this film. I loved rewatching this film as an adult, one hundred percent. But I definitely was so dissatisfied. But the fact that like. As a kid, I was so led to believe he was a good guy. And as an adult, he's the ultimate villain.
2: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm.
0: it's just like, I, I need them to address this. And I know they don't because they have like three <laughs> more movies, And I don't think he ever comes back. So. I don't think he does
1: either. And I think that's why he didn't really make an effect on me. It was just like, this is like a side character to me enough where... Yeah, he probably should have been a villain, but, like, it doesn't matter because he's not, like, a big part of this anyways. He just made a TV show in the end, uh, which, I mean, they're all evil anyways, kids TV show people, apparently. Um, But, I mean, <laughs> he does say in the beginning when he does make these robot kids, like, like this is where – this is, proves the point that he's an evil person. He says, in order to think big, you got to think small. And in that moment, I was thinking – did I forget the plot of Spy Kids? And are they actually creating this this TV show in order to recruit kids in order to make this? Mm -hmm. I forgot because he is evil. He's like straight up evil in the half movie, first half of the movie.
0: But the first half of the movie, he's completely evil. And I feel like we're just asked to forget it. And as an adult, I will never forget that scene where he throws a tantrum on his set because the filming's just not right and like kicks one of his floobies so they spin around in their heart
2: like, yeah. he stage. does he does smack a little floobie uh <laughs> the part where it really showed me that like is irredeemable for him and i knew he would always be a bad guy in my heart was when um he served up just like nickelodeon slime yes. and yes. was just enjoying that meal, really powering oh. down this Nickelodeon slime in a, in a baby spoon, like it, but like piling so much slime on this baby spoon. Fuck! And the casually whole, just like,
0: eating as he just tortured and
1: tormented the whole the spread of parents. Whatever they were eating, because it was slime. And it, was, it was like Nickelodeon
2: goop. slime, cubby tustard and <laughs> like your your third grade slime science experiment and is the like what he from up. Beauty
1: and the Beast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was nasty as hell it, um as a kid did you think it looked good no
2: no i just loved slime as a kid yeah so so i didn't i never wanted to eat it but i did want to get my grubby little hands in there and try <laughs> I to had a whole play. like
1: charlie and the chocolate factory type thing where it's like yeah i would not personally lick the like the wallpaper um but this is how this guy does it because he's like you know eccentric and like eats fucking goop and it's probably the snot from all these fluglies
0: I have to imagine to like make it, it was probably like yogurt or pudding that they like. It's got to be pudding or something because they ate it themselves. They were eating it like a meal too, though. And I just like, I have to like. What's the nutritional content? Yeah. Like, are they just survive? Maybe that's how he's gone mad. He just has sugar (laughs) 24-7 a day and like never gets any nutritional value. And that has led to his brain to, you know, run like a two-year-old's.
2: Um, I have um I have come around on it because I've made I've made a discovery. You guys, mm. go gurt. Oh, uh, it's essentially go gurt, and I do get down on go gurt. Mm. Okay, okay, I will be honest. This was good marketing too
0: because as kids we had like purple ketchup and yeah. like oh, how we yeah, did. We weird did. colored foods. so i honestly don't think i would have been too turned Squeezing. off although i never ate purple ketchup as a kid i did think that was really gross but i did eat like gushers and things like that which were mm, hyperpigmented were and real gross looking but as a kid they seem super cool so i'm wondering if like you know seven or eight year old me would have been like damn i wanted dinner like that like why are they no. complaining i'm looking distastefully at this food
2: um, Listen, I was—I think I've established—I was a very intelligent child, and um, <laughs> just like a 4.0 dean student from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I probably would have stuck my face straight in that bowl and slopped <laughs> up that slime. <laughs> Slopper. <laughs> but it
0: does—it does speak to like a a villainous
2: side to him a bit more too.
0: There's a lot of qualities to Floop that we uh, we've touched on, and I'm proud of us for dissecting and getting really into the monstrous characteristics that this man has, and uh, that he's I. Th- I stand by it. He is the true villain of this film. And I think what makes him honestly the most successful villain of all time is that he was never caught. He got away with it Mm -hmm. and was promoted to living out his life for the rest of the days that he wanted in his way. He's free and forever will go down in my mind as like
2: the ultimate villain. Yeah, again, we were like. For this series, I know they've talked about Ocean's Eleven because it's an O one movie. Like this was the ultimate con; it was yeah. him getting away the whole time. He was so this, the duffel bag.
0: This exactly. He did it like he did so much more than walk through a casino disguised as a SWAT team member. Like he he accomplished he a lot. He infiltrated more. the
2: system and got a TV show out of it. So. Yeah.
0: He gets to show his face in every public space and never worry about being, you know, arrested or hated by other people. He's now celebrated and loved. Um, And that's the Ultimate Con. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to go into, I guess, further proving that this is the Ultimate Con film of 2001 and maybe even the best film of 2001 because we're going to give out some awards. And we are back. I have quite a few awards. I need you to convince me that um, are just really making this movie worthy of all it can be worthy of. i I have some uh, awards that just apply to movies overall and then some uh, very specific awards that I need to have answered. and I'm excited to hear all of your answers on all of these things and I will um, be rewarding you, giving you points depending on who. Does the best. I'm so ready
2: for this. On this. So So I take it.
0: Just impress the hell out of me and you'll do well. And our first award is going to be the Pound for Pound performance. Cassie, can you tell me who was the best performance? Who just stood out as Mm -hmm. just artistic genius, future Oscar nominee, or dare I say winner, uh, in this already like Oscar worthy film? So it's going to be tough to, you know, just really rank Um, altogether, because it's just a stellar star-studded cast, star, you know, performance by everyone. Who do you deem the best?
2: And I feel like, so you said you want Oscar-worthy, and I feel like you probably immediately think George Clooney for that, Mm -hmm. and they just didn't give him enough time for it, so uh, this might be a hard sell, because we just spent a whole segment dunking on his creepy ass, but I am saying Alan Cumming for -for pound-for-pound performance, because he sold he sold the villain the whole time like when we thought he was the villain as a kid like he was that unstable like unsettled villain but yet had a flair for dramatics like he had style it was a weird style but he had his own style and then like there was never a moment where he did not fully commit to his character and not know that like what he was bringing he walked onto that set and he knew immediately how to deliver every line and he sold it I think Pound for Pound, he knew what he had to do.
0: I think you've made an excellent argument. Um, I do find myself nodding along with a lot of what you're saying. So, mm-hmm. Caitlin, uh, I need to know who your Pound for Pound best, best performance is from Spy Kids. And let's see no, but you know, who gets
1: the award. Yeah, we, Cassie was talking about uh, a lot about like the lines and like being able to hit the lines and like um really do that. And I think the person I've chosen is definitely that's that's what they really got. And that's going to be Antonio Banderas's mustache. Um really hit every <laughs> single line and curve of his like lip, his upper lip. And I think without the mustache itself, this whole movie would have been a flop and would not have it been was. the uh the hit and for uh families and children alike. So, yeah. yes, I would like I, to nominate Antonio Banderas' mustache.
0: Antonio Banderas' mustache does do a lot of work in this film. And it does contributes to the it gets success. a lot of
1: airtime, and it does get a lot of touching up. Like it, it mm-hmm. it's there. It's a prominent character. And it's it the only
0: one we get... see get like on screen, um, almost like makeup touch up. Like
2: in
1: moment, so truly shows That's how, how big of a, a deal it is, this <laughs> is mustache is a bit of a diva on the film on set but
2: i thought you were gonna say antonio banderas and i was going to scream at you yeah was, he was the worst part like the worst actor in this i, I really yeah. thought you were going with antonio banderas
0: too and i was like um second it's mr minion clearly like i don't know yeah, where it's... you're going
2: with this oh 100 i i debated between mr minion and alan coming uh uh fuck what's who's mr monk i don't know the actor's name he's always mind. mr Monk, monk.
0: <laughs> mr. Buck is his name that's it no it's tony shahab
2: that's it that's it for sure but yeah whew, wow i need to uh, come down da- like calm down because i thought you were saying antonio banderas <laughs> <laughs> <Nice> <laughs> his
0: mustache. i was very prepared to just yeah like give you take away some points because i thought you were going with antonio banderas and i was very annoyed that mr minion for his just like, like he would have my vote only because uh, he so casually takes being turned into like the little like mutated version of himself so well and oh, that yeah. he so just fine so fine with it so great acted because he's just like <laughs> who cares <laughs> just, that he just, just stayed like, with me
2: he's like I think I can reverse it fuck it let's go for <laughs> it it's
0: fine uh, and that really sold it but um, as much as the uh, mustache does stay online very well and it does do a lot of work you know, I have to. I have to give this a two. Um, Alan Cumming, just because the mustache disappears in the final scenes, he's not there for the final moments of. Um, uh, he's at the beginning. He doesn't,
1: the the end, he's smashed up against a window. Like he does a lot of work, but he, he did not put work. in all the work. A lot of lip work.
0: Alan Cumming was the creepiest, and uh, it's really hard to play a villain that convinces everyone they're good. And mm-hmm. mm, Alan Cumming does manage that. So, point to you, Cassie. Um. Uh, we are ready for our next award to give out and this award is going for the cringiest moment i think there's quite a few that we could choose from in this Mm -hmm. particular film um but i also think that the cringy moments kind of make the film what it is so caitlin let's start with you what is the cringiest moment from spy kids in your opinion
1: Well, first of all, you said we're going to give an award for cringiest moment and I had to come back to you and tell you that I didn't feel like this is a cringy movie. It is a very good movie. And I uh,
0: I (laughs) came back and said you are wrong. Yeah, uh, find something to come that. with because
1: that I, is. i know i have something i have something i wouldn't call it cringy though i would say that it was something that really really tickled my insides which is a weird <laughs> thing to say that moment right there <laughs> i
0: think we have found the cringiest moment of this episode this sh-
1: podcast <laughs> right in that right in that line um But what I'm going to nominate for the cringiest moment is there is a moment when (laughs) they're in the safe house and the OSS is come in and they're like, we need to save you guys. Like uh, the floop is actually the bad guy. Right. Mm -hmm. And they show them the theme song of floops, fluglies. And they're like, no, these are all agents. And they're just asking for help. Watch. Let's play it backwards. And they
2: play it backwards. A genius moment. (laughs)
1: Fucking genius. (laughs) Like we're over here playing. What was that one CD? Like, like. ACDC or something yeah. Dark Side of the Moon the Dark Side of the Moon play it backwards <laughs> no we're gonna play these fl- backwards it's gonna say save us help we're us being held us. hostage <laughs>
2: help us save us
1: we're being held hostage You're like
2: look, that was that got a good laugh out of us oh, I don't know on your watch that one got a good laugh I, oh, I, was, I died. did not remember that
0: that did an I and I love that they like they replay it with showing them so they're like sliding backwards up the rainbow slide yeah. and they're like waving yeah. their yeah. arms
1: help us save us we're being captured <laughs> <laughs> it was just ooh, so good ooh, funny it was very good i, I did love
0: i that. don't think that even qualifies as cringe because i truly <laughs> enjoyed that moment i did not want <laughs> to fast forward this whole movie, so i could rewatch it a dozen times and not want to um see it yeah like you know like cringe moments are the moments that you just want to skip over so mm-hmm. i don't know Can't if i'm that. quite convinced cassie please give me a cringy moment for this category yeah.
2: We've kind of talked about, like, my two big ones. The first one, obviously, is when Antonio Banderas comes in his pants. Oh, yeah. He acts so bad yeah. in it. And the fact that it just happens, I don't need it. I hate that mm-hmm. moment. It doesn't had oh. It adds nothing. Like, they didn't need to make that the reason she came on the mission. There was so many other options. And yet they went with that. Like, look at how good she fucks. she could come on a mission. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I hate it so much. That's a very strong one. But the cringiest moment for me, I think, was the fact that they had to make a sexy thumb nurse. Like, they didn't need to be a sexy, like, pinky thumb nurse. Like, it just, it could have been just a robot. It could have been a thumb in itself. A pinky thumb robot, okay? Maybe not pinky pinky finger. (laughs) No, a pinky thumb, okay? With a crack nail and everything. She did have a crack nail. But it was sexy And it didn't need it. It was a shortcut dress. Like, that's a fucked up person who made that. It's like the sexy gremlin. Like, nobody needs either of these things.
0: And they still exist. I don't know why there's always this thing in children's movies. And I don't know if they're doing it for the adults that have to take their kids. But there's always, like, this need to go too far with one thing and try to make it (laughs) nice. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a like trope in movies. We see it a lot. And I don't know how many more times I can take it because...
2: It yeah. does cringe.
0: I still think that Antonio Banderas coming in his pants is much cringier. Um yeah. I actually I blocked
1: that one out completely. So it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. It's, it's bad. so
0: atrocious. I do think, like, there's some moments of this film that were, like, hard to watch, but I think it's mostly due to Antonio Banderas' acting. And that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean cringe, Ooh. that just means bad acting, which is a totally just- different thing.
1: Can I just come in here and say that I watched this movie and my family got on board for this movie because we were all huge Antonio Banderas
2: fans? Like, <laughs> that doesn't mean he can act, which he cannot. I he never can't. saw him as a bad actor. I've <laughs> him in
0: several <laughs> things and I've always thought he was a bad actor. Like, his really? child, me, was always like, oh, it's that dance movie with the bad actor
1: guy. <laughs>
2: like The Zorro, oh my God, he was so good in Zorro. Can't do it. The, he can do physical comedy better than I expected out of him, so that'll give him. him like, when he smashes his face yeah <laughs> that's where he sold it that one was so good i was like fuck look at him there everywhere else get him off the screen <laughs> i didn't need comedy,
0: him <laughs> but i also think that scene in particular was very much aided by the sound effects yeah um, mm-hmm. so it, that it, it, without the like taking off the little like sound <laughs> i don't know if it would have worked as well but he does do some good physical comedy um i also love that like he's a super spy though but they did make him look very small next to the bully's dad Yes, I was thinking
1: that was the exact moment I was thinking when he has that moment in his mind where he he like punches <laughs> and the throws the bully's dad yeah. and all the kids come around and he's like, "Yay, I did it. Like all these kids are so happy. And then you zoom back into real life and he's like, just walks away from this big bully dad that moment the fighting moment i was
0: fine with but i did find a little cringe when like Junie ran towards him like all slow dramatic <laughs> like that's a yeah. bit cringe for me too um, oh like but, in the
1: flash like, yeah, like, in, his, like
0: in his little imagination will. he was like my kid's gonna think i'm a hero uh <laughs> but uh, i'm sorry caitlin you're really losing this race because cassie mm. you're gonna have to win the award for a cringe moment um Woo. that caitlin's moment was hilarious it's not a moment i wanted to fast forward through whatsoever in this film. love that
2: love that moment
0: it's so good um and for our next award i need you to give me the what you consider to be the director's signature moment this is kind of the first movie i saw of director robert rodriguez is and um he later went on to direct all the rest of the Spy Kid movies, Dugald some movies from Shark Boy and Logic Lava Girl, other things I know you've seen, and mm-hmm. I just really need to know your thoughts on him as a director and his signature moment in this particular movie. We'll start with Cassie.
2: Okay, so for me, I think his signature move, which I I love and I'm like, I think it's really cool, is his focus on like Hispanic culture because mm-hmm. like when I was a child, I don't I'm I was again. I was very smart, but also an absolute fucking idiot, so it never really, it, like, never crossed my mind, really, that they were, like, Hispanic and had this strong Spanish background where so much of it was, like, proudly, like, Hispanic, down to their names, everything about them, it focused on, like, their culture, and that is something he brings to, like, all of his, uh, like, all of his movies, Yep. so, and, because he does, he's done a couple with Machete, which is so (laughs) rad, but, um... It's just, like, it's something that I think would be cool, is specifically in the Spy Kids thing, for a young kid to see, like, just uh, these two Hispanic kids, like, kick an ass yeah. and have this badass family that can create all these cool things, go on these cool missions. Like, that's rad as fuck. And I feel like if it would have been anybody else, the fact that they had, like, long names would have been, like, a shitty joke they made. But for this one, it was just, like... It was straight up from her sp- perspective, like, I don't use it. It's too long. But then by the end, she became proud of her name. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's cool to have that perspective in, like, a genre that you don't expect it. The spy movie for kids. Like, you would have never expected to focus on Spanish culture so much, but it does.
1: Yeah, that was really fucking cool. Cassie, you came in here and you,
2: um... Follow that. Get it, girl. <laughs> um
1: well, there's one thing that I know about Robert Rodriguez, and is it is that he did Spike is, and that it is that he also did Shark Boy and Lava Girl. And there is a really big connector between those two films in particular, which is gonna be something that really changed my life, everyone's life, culture, you know, mm-hmm. everything uh-huh. uh, huge mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's sharks. It's sharks, guys. <laughs> Um, fucking shark week there's a shark boy and then there's sharks in the uh spy kids movie um i guess i did look into alita battle angel which he also did and i thought there was going to be a shark in there because they do go underwater and i'm just going to assume that there's a
2: shark there too a cgi shark <laughs> but one listen nobody will fact check it say there's a shark there's a
1: shark in sin city machete has a shark <laughs> i'm sure um yeah i i really think he likes cgi sharks another thing that is really big with him though is is very obvious like cheap cgi
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he like <laughs> is like a that a conscious angel? choice or is that a budget choice <laughs>
2: To flip it, he does work on tight budgets. He does,
1: <laughs> you know. Actually, I'm gonna switch it to that. The go, fact that he works on <laughs> tight budgets, because and he's able to effectively use the budget that he has to create amazing movies like Spy Kids yes. or like Elite Battle Angel or like Shark Boy and Lava Girl, because he's very practical with the stuff that he uses. Like Cassie pointed out, when they are in Floops Flugalis making the Floogly the whole bed <laughs> is set upon some lava lamps. <laughs> like it is on lava <laughs> lamps. The restraints that they have are. Children's like, toys. Yes. That's a toy you could
2: buy at Walmart. <laughs> Those I are did have that. Like
1: <laughs> rings, like that keep that kids play with are teething rings. Like there's so many practical things in here. Like oh yeah, that's just a piece well, of this. Which I mean, George Lucas did
0: tech things. They like. <laughs> actively George hit I too go. 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 let me
1: you didn't let me finish go. I'm so sorry you let me finish with George I'm comparing Robert Rodriguez to George Lucas right now go. which how he created the lightsaber of just like you know the flashbulb thing for, for cameras Robert Rodriguez is over here you know changing the world
2: top that Cassie I already did <laughs> like books I will let you talk now you don't don't listen to the shit she's saying go, Cassie, go on with the point I feel making. like you're
0: trying to kiss my he's, ass
1: a budget effective he's i'm not
0: sure if that deserves a point or a takeaway point uh we've had a lot of ass in this film though so, or in this uh recording of this episode's got a lot of talk about ass uh so we're just gonna move forward i will say budget friendly does seem like a theme uh, like yes. a director's moment choice. I'm,
2: he made choice? i don't i shouldn't be backing her but he did become known off of, i think Fuck! Now I shouldn't probably be saying this, but I think he became known off of machete, which had I know it had seven thousand dollar budget, and I think that's what got him big. So he does. I shouldn't be backing her, but he does work with tight budgets. He
0: does does work work with tight budgets, and I'm pretty sure he did a lot of the editing like at home in like his garage editing studio
1: at like making it part of the world rather than something that it's like it takes you out of this world it more like it seems like it's part of it and like i didn't like the children's restraint like the children's um teething toys that were restraints i didn't think one thing about it i it was just like this is obviously floops like weird place he obviously has restraint that looks like kids toys like it didn't take you out of it at any point It they like it more added to it so Go, go at it, Robert Rodriguez. Kill those budgets. I mean, Balance my like books.
0: Smart writing, too, because it's like you just yeah. need like a basic snorkel gear. We're just going to retrofit this to be things. And then we like put some the tiniest camera in. like you just don't see it. So That's now we don't need to design anything. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> also very good. It's just his finger fucking funny. It's good. There's good jokes in this movie. <laughs> uh.
0: So, yeah, there was some good. And I think you have sold me. I think I initially was going to go with the culture. I think that representation (laughs) is really important. Um, I think it's definitely a part of his signature moment, but I also think it's not like a specific moment. I think that's everything he does because it's the world he's a part of and he knows. So I think Mm -hmm. it's more than just a choice. It's like coming from an identity perspective.
1: And, um, and you uh, got- Cassie's to support Cassie's, though, I feel like it's more of just Hispanic culture because like in Shark Boy and Lava Girl, you don't have too much Hispanic culture, but you do have a bunch of other like diverse characters and things like that. So I feel like he likes to be inclusive with diversity in like his film. So I'll I'll yeah. give you I'll say that. But I don't think you hit it like on the head. with But I moment, think like,
0: of like okay, I yeah, don't think okay, it's necessarily right. like the signature moment is. That he does low budget films, but that he creatively (laughs) works around the low budget he has. He makes
1: high budget Uh, films with low budget is what I would like to say.
0: I don't know if we could call it high budget, but creative
1: creative. films with low
0: budgets. And you're going to get
1: Caitlyn. He takes a million dollars and he makes a bunch of fluglies and thumb (laughs) thumbs. (laughs)
0: honestly actually that goes back to defend floops show because he doesn't need a billion dollars he's working on the uh same budget as uh robert rodriguez oh shit there you go Mm -hmm. and he doesn't even need that much look at that we've connected all of this and it's time for our last two awards our final two um and the the next one i want you guys to answer um i think it's caitlin's turn to go first caitlin What is the best sibling moment? This movie is about spies, a movie about family, but it's mostly a movie about siblings. And I need you to tell me what's the best sibling defining moment in this entire movie.
1: There's a lot of moments where you see the siblings interact and they're like fighting or something and it's funny because it's like relatable but there's a moment when the the siblings come together finally they're like put aside like their fights and stuff like that and realize that they have to work together and it's when they're at Machete's house and they have to wake up early in order to steal everything from Machete and then like totally come onto the island by themselves so they have to prep to do that. So their early morning prep where they pull out their little glow sticks from underneath their their pillows (laughs) like fucking back and then start putting everything together, read a whole manual on how to fly a plane in like an hour mm-hmm. and then leave Machete's house and go to Flugley's Island, like the floop- Flugley's Island. Like, yeah, that Floops. was the best moment. Floop's Island. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a great moment to highlight on because it really did like turn in the movie where they started realizing they had to work together. And it was mm-hmm. also like that moment they realized a the wake up call. of Like, my dad has this brother that we've never met because they couldn't seem to get their shit together. Yeah. Uh, Let's not be like them. Uh, Mm -hmm. So great job, Cassie. What is the ultimate sibling moment in your opinion?
2: Okay, you were very close to it because... So for you sibling moments are like when you come together and not the arguing for me it is the arguing and that (laughs) is when you are a real sibling because that's how you really show love to each other Mm -hmm. so my i'm saying the moment is the moment directly after yours when they are flying that plane (laughs) that they just learned how to and they are just fucking roasting the shit out of each other it's carmen who's constantly like insulting him and he's like don't call me another one and she doubles down immediately without a second thought and calls him booger breath and then (laughs) like she
1: that is booger a breath is very good insult.
2: which is like that's a sibling pull to pull like that one out like that's not a mainstream one she pulled out booger breath and that's for a reason yeah and then it's the real sibling moment is when juni juni lets her go for a while and he's like don't you better stop and real younger sibling energy is to save one devastating comment just to end it all like you don't need to like go back and forth with her you just need one at the end and it's her greatest shame that she is the one in diapers she's the little diaper baby and he pulls it out right at the end and ends it so that's my best sibling moment And
1: then she gets so mad that she crashes a plane, then blames him for it too. Also very good sibling
0: moments. When the older sibling screws up, you blame the younger sibling, no matter what (laughs) 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 will always be a go-to. And it's a safe go-to because you can make younger siblings feel stupid. (laughs) 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 So it works. It completely works. I am so torn right now. I think these are both really great sibling moments. Caitlin, I'm surprised you went with such a wholesome one. It me just too. doesn't feel very on brand but I just the moment it, when they
1: pull out the glow sticks from underneath the pillows it's just it hit me and I was like oh my god this is so fucking cool Look at them go oh my god <laughs> well the the way that juni pulls it out specifically and
2: how long his glow stick is this is the glow stick <laughs> uh sword that you get from the night. Yes. It's, yes. it's not a glow stick it's a sword it's a fucking sword and it's I It's the one we all love pretended
0: the... were sabers as a kid yes
1: yeah he just looks so intense on his face like i'm fucking ready to do this
0: yeah so Cassie, I love your moment. I think it defines like a sibling moments everywhere. Every sibling across the universe related to it. Um, No matter what. I am going to go with Caitlyn's because oh, your sibling moment is for siblings all across the world. Caitlin's is a sibling moment specific to spy families. And I do fuck. think that defines the sibling moment of this particular film a bit better. So Caitlin, you get the point. Uh, and we are coming up on our last award. And this award could tie it or give the lead officially to Cassie. Um, and, you know, it's it's a close game right here. We are uh, – only one of you can win. Um, I'm hoping for a come up. I really want to be my own best friend. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> but final – Final question, final award. We have to give an award for the spy-iest spy. Who is the best spy of this film? Cassie.
2: Okay. All right. Now I want you to think of like the type of people we put on the Rushmore. It was a lot of badass women who get shit done. It was. So I think it obviously the best spy in this film is Carmen. She kicks total ass. There was no second that she wasn't ready to be a spy. She didn't know she was training to be a spy, but as soon as she was thrown in that environment, she was like, fuck it. Okay, we're here. I'm going to learn this shit. I'm going to lead my little brother. I'm going to like kick every adult's ass that I come across. And I am going to bring like my family together. At the end when they recruit the kids, she's the one who's like, no, you bring the family along. She is the linchpin here and the most badass spy. That is a very good
1: argument. It
2: it was very
1: obvious that carmen is the best spy of this movie like I, I can't even not agree with you i can't even pick someone who's like second best she is obviously the best spy of the movie she brings everyone together like junie is a great second and like i'm sure he will i know he will do better in the future i um think Ingrid carmen might be
0: the best second to be honest i think Ingrid, it's
1: the mom the mom the, mom. the mom. She's Mom, good, yeah. but in this movie, she doesn't show off like as much as Carmen does. Like Carmen starts at the bottom, like doesn't know she's a spy, becomes a spy, and then saves the whole family and becomes like the head of the household spy wise.
0: Carmen has the most growth. I agree, one hundred percent. Ingrid, we just see awesome wig changes and jacket changes in a very fast paced environment, and I think that oh. uh, is all I but need also- qualified as a spy. So.
1: She also Ooh. keeps a photo in, of the person she's looking for in her fucking breast pocket. Like, like okay, I but like that's she like uses a- her
0: wedding ring as a laser. She's the one that gets out of the ropes. Clearly, yeah. Antonio Banderas, uh, you know, oh shit, I forgot his he name w- already, is just real rusty. He's not ready to come out of retirement, but she seems like she is. I feel like the argument could be made for her um, to be ready. Cassie, you are going to get this point, though, because you technically went first. Ooh. You're the. Yes you uh give the i i love love to
2: win by by default default. thank you so much this is an honor point for it
0: you get the point
2: Uh, this is exactly how i want my life to go i love this
0: yeah i i do think it's it's definitely a default win but it's still a win nonetheless so you get that point for that award and that's it for our awards. i think we have really gone into this award winning movie as it now can be said it has won several awards in several different categories which qualifies it as possibly the best of 2001 in my opinion. We're going to quick take a quick break and when we come back we're really going to determine who the winner is. I know we've kind of pre announced stuff but a lot can happen in a little break. So who knows if Cassie's going to turn out the best or not. And we're back. I did the calculations again. It is still Cassie. Cassie, you are officially my Ooh. best friend by default
2: it's still a win is a win okay that counts 100 percent
0: don't want to be this person too it Cassie got two points ahead by default she was already one point ahead so so as far as Caitlin goes I know you want it to be that Cassie only won by default I do have to be fair Cassie was already a whole point ahead before she got that default point so Cassie you are my best friend as of right oh. now, I feel like you've won the biggest award of all this entire show. So congratulations.
2: Thank you. It really, it feels like it 100%. I really appreciate it. Um, I don't, I know just your friendship is an award, but I am going to make a little plaque for myself and hang it up as well.
0: Good. Cause I, I don't put much budget into my friendships, so I'm not going to send you shit. Um,
2: okay fair anything, enough I, but like i'm over here like robert
1: rodriguez and i'm like a master of budgets um so what i'm going to do is cassie i'm going to i'm going to make you the best plaque ever mm-hmm. but not only am i going to make it i'm going to make sure that there's going to be a tiny camera on there to always watch over you and then it's going to have speakers on there and then you can play bluetooth through it too because i am a budget master
0: this sounds okay? like she's kind of being a villain in disguise and trying to come out as the good guy like we all i knew just, she was yeah i'm getting some uh flu vibes from from doogle right now i'm not gonna lie come look at um, my flooglies <laughs> it's and completely i do think normal. out of all of us you're probably the floopiest,
1: the floopiest. Mm-hmm. i
2: think mm-hmm. i think yeah. you're the
1: floopiest of this trio <laughs> i've been called the floopian tube of the group you know
2: oh <laughs> god damn it. damn it fuck right off <laughs>
1: It took me a whole second because it's not pronounced that way, and I didn't know what (laughs) you were saying. But once I got there and made the connection, I hated it more. So
0: thank you. I watched it all happening in
1: your face, and listeners, you didn't get to watch that, and it was beautiful. You probably Uh, did.
0: Yeah. Well, we are running out of time. I think we have done a brilliant job. I think we've discussed all that we can about this brilliant movie, except for the Thumb Thumbs. I think we could go further with the Thumb Thumbs.
2: No, there's so much more about the Thumb Thumbs. If, <laughs> if gonna... they want to bring us on again to, to have a whole segment just about Thumb Thumbs, a whole episode. It's I'm not ready. a movie, but it should be.
0: It should be. I. You know how like, a lot of our children's films had like the breakout characters like Madagascar, had like the Penguins of Madagascar. I'm telling and you, then, like the like,
1: Minions movie. Yeah.
0: Yes, they like took off and did their own thing. We need a Thumb Thumb film that's the 100. true forgotten film we never got but we are running out of time and we just have a few things to share with you before we go and say goodbye so cassie can you tell us where everyone can find a little bit more about your pop filter
2: oh my gosh i sure can You guys, they're everywhere you can't avoid them and let me tell you the first spot you're gonna want to go your popfilter.com. That's where everything Your Pop Filter lives. Anything you want and whatever that sentence means to you, it's there. Go ahead and check it out and see what it is. And you know what? It's it's The website looks really good. I will say that because it's brought to you by Sour Sprout. Fuck yeah. Another website you should go to, patreon.com slash filter, where you get that extra content. And let me tell you, there's some good content that I myself am in charge of, and um, it's worth your money. So go ahead and check that out. <laughs> Also, another website you should check out. We are getting towards the holiday seasons, possibly past the holiday seasons, but you're still going to be buying stuff and you still want to fuck over Jeff Bezos. So go ahead and go to Amazon.com slash yourpotfilter. A little bit of money goes their way.
0: That is brilliant. Yes. uh, Do visit all those sites. Do support the show. That would be really, really helpful. Speaking of shows, Dougal, can you talk about some other shows that listeners might be interested in checking out?
1: Yeah. Um... There's one really cool show that we actually all three of us are on. It's called Unnatural 20s Um, and it can be found on any of your favorite podcast app and it's where us three go on and talk about things that we like. We talk about all different topics, but guess what? It's hard for us to figure out what we want to talk about. So we use a D20 in order to guide us on our adventure. So you should come adventure with us on Unnatural 20s every Monday. <laughs> And also there's some other shows from your pop filter, like um, Superhero Show Show, which is a really good one, too, <laughs> with ta- where they talk about all the superhero shows based upon a comic book or comic book property. Love that one. Big mm-hmm. fan. Got me into Smallville and now oh, I'm stuck on this train and it's going to be a sad one when it crashes. And now another show that they do is a good one.
2: Movie of the year. You're listening to it you're now. And the you other already host know nor- about it. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: already you already know about get, that one. You normally Ex- get your boys, Mike, Ryan, Greg, Greg... <laughs> of course Greg the best friend my man Greg Love Greg, man. <laughs>
0: uh, so I hope you know about that one because somehow you found this episode which is on that show, <laughs> <laughs>
1: show. I hope you, you know what the
0: fuck this show's about <laughs> this is movie of the year like you made it this far. <laughs> said you can also check out Superhero Show Show and Unnatural 20s if you're not sick of us yet Cassie hosts Superhero Show Show so you can get more of her there we are all hosts of Unnatural 20s so you can get more of us there which I know you're dying for social media is also a place you can find some more content right you could find your pop filter on twitter they tweet lots of cool stuff post lots of interesting questions they're they're really cool on twitter um you can also find us on twitter right unnatural 20s yeah you yeah. can am i allowed to promote our show it's not our show but
2: let's talk about we, this was show. a takeover so yeah go ahead take and over. Throw,
0: uh, follow <laughs> at, uh, at unnatural 20s on instagram twitter and facebook because we are so cool we have all three platforms you can find us everywhere we don't only take over other people's shows we take over the internet <laughs> Woo! cassie if they want to contact uh the boys, maybe even us, I doubt they'd send a message off to us. But if they want to contact them, how can, can they contact your pop filter?
2: Well, you can reach out through social media. They're desperate for attention. You could do it either way. They also have an email if you prefer that. It's contact at your pop filter. We are also thirsty. If you want our email, I'm going to continue promoting our stuff too. Yeah. Uh, Natural20s at gmail.com. Yeah. And uh, you can reach out email or whatever there let us know how good we did on this episode through email on both of our emails thank you very much quench all of our thirsts we're
1: thirsty we're like camels we have so many backs that need to be filled
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah we're very very needy we need your attention tune into our shows contact us talk to us Talk to us, follow us on social media. That would just be very, very helpful. I'm sure you've enjoyed this show. I'm sure you will be rejoining us next week when, uh, you know, maybe we'll still be on the show. We'll probably hand it back over to Mike, Ryan, Greg. I'm not really sure. Who knows what we'll decide.
2: We're Unless that the people life. chant and they send emails saying that they want us and then we're officially obligated to take it over so you have to yes. do it in the flugally talk though like you, you have to send the
0: message backwards and we will decode <laughs> it and mm-hmm. um, that's how we will know that we have officially been invited to take over the show forever but thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed it and send that message backwards on over to them and tell them you don't want them anymore you want us forever we understand it makes sense and keep watching them movies